If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton, and if you're here for the first time, welcome to the party of one or two. And if you're uh, back, welcome back. Uh, I just seek out and find and already know, or sometimes I don't already know, really cool and interesting people. And it seems like they are having a really good time doing cool and interesting things. I want to find out what they do, uh, how they do it, and how they got here, because uh, I don't know. Maybe there's uh, maybe there's something to learn. Maybe there's something you could you could kind of learn from this, or you can relate to and be like, oh yeah, me too. Um, also from I don't know uh, that city, or I also did this and that, and uh, I don't know. I like relating to people, and when I get connected to people and uh, that I don't know, and I hear that, I'm like, oh wow, that's really cool. Like, if you're from New Jersey, oh, man, we'll be best friends. I don't care if you hate me. Uh, but I'm here with somebody that I don't hate, which works out pretty well, Jennifer Levinson. Oh, man, did I say that right? Yeah, you said it right. Oh, so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about the bulk of the research I do. Uh, I, I like to kind of know what I know about you, and then I like to discover the rest. But how we know each other, and I like to start with how we know each other through the Internet. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that the way? It, I mean, isn't that probably like the majority of the way? Like you either like meet a mate or get a job or like buy a couch. Like everything's like on the Internet. It's crazy. Technology is so advanced now. I've met so many people through Twitter recently. Oh, wow. So you're taking it back to making it back to it yeah. just sound really old, though. Which you're not. It does, yeah. <laughs> since Twitter's sort of going downhill recently. <laughs> yeah. But you're you're br- you're bringing it back up. Trying to. Uh, you know, I think I think. <laughs> uh, I mean, tw- Twitter is just a different, you know, kind of vehicle for things. I've I've been getting back on Twitter a lot at uh, Jason underscore Horton. You know, I think you might you might have liked one of my tweets re- recently. Yeah, I retweeted you, and I and I saw that and I appreciated it. See, I noticed, and I'm very thankful. So uh, lately, Twitter has been a place for me to like, you know, put out jokes or thoughts. Uh, not so much promotions. I feel like people like. It depends on who you are, but when you're promoting something, it's a little harder to get the engagement than it is if you're just like, l- look at me. Like you went to FYF Fest, so right. that would pr- might might do better than you going like, you know, come to my show or like listen to me on the Friends Without Benefits podcast or something like that. Yeah, it seems like people don't want to be sold anything. Yeah. So if you could do it in a subtle way, yeah, or you know, attention. you give, 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 then take. Exactly. Which I think so. But we met, um, you had a thing called Girls Try. Yeah. So I was working with this company called VidMe, and they hired me to create some original content. And my platform has mostly been on Snapchat. So they wanted to try out building a Snapchat channel with 
an organic audience. So we were testing that out for a while, then trying Facebook Live, and somebody recommended we reach out to you and test out a Facebook Live, and it went really well. Um, but then they decided to go in a different direction with the original content, and we've kept in touch ever since. Yeah, and, and look, look at us now. Look at us now, uh, podcasting. Podcasting, wow, <laughs> going the, just going the other, complete other direction. But, uh, like, I also, uh, I mean, you know, we, ta- we just shot something last a week ago yeah it was a little sketch I'm which was super fun yeah it was awesome uh uh hannah uh your friend hannah and my friend hannah i guess mm-hmm. who was also a uh, part of the girls try things she a uh, sketch and uh your boyfriend yes i was gonna say husband but I think it's just, i'm just gonna <laughs> say boyfriend your boyfriend uh directed it and shot it and yep. came in and just like honestly like he would just like just zoned in on everything that was going on so fast and made so many like cool suggestions and choices in such a short amount of time i was like damn yeah he killed it he's <laughs> super used to shooting short form content in a really quick period of time he works at buzzfeed yeah so you guys you, well, i mean uh, you know people will probably know you also from buzzfeed right people think i also work at buzzfeed which is fine with me i do a lot of collaborations with buzzfeed uh steve my boyfriend works full time at buzzfeed so he's used to getting 20 pages to shoot in two hours. So he came right in and shot that sketch in I less mean, than two he hours. He tore it up. And, you know, it was it was like I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when when it when people ask me to do things, I like I, my thing is to say yes, because I like doing stuff. But the problem is take away like the last like maybe like month or two for the last year before that I was became like a little bit reclusive. A little burnt out, you know? I mean, the thing where it was just, like, I just was did not want – I don't know. There was just something where I was just, like, didn't want to do things. And then I became, like, I was just, like, uh, perhaps almost a little, like, paranoid about, like, doing things. I'm like, oh, no, I, I don't can't do this anymore. And that was when Hannah asked a while ago, can you do this? I was like, yeah. And then it, time had passed, and I remember being there and thinking, like, you know, my instinct was oh, – I, I, sh- I sh- panicked. I was like, I, sh- I should have said no. It's hot. Uh, it's Sunday. And all these things that don't make any sense. And it was – by the time we were, like, in the middle of it, it was so much fun, so crazy. And I felt – and this is, like, my own thing. I felt like I kind of snapped back into my, like, normal, regular, uh, like m- a little more confident self. And the script was so funny. She was great. You were acting – you were great. You were, like – I mean, you did so many takes, and it was when the sketch comes out, you'll you'll see what we're talking <laughs> about. Uh, that you got, you were so in, like intense and funny, and you did it every single time. Oh, same with you. You were <laughs> great. We we were watching the footage, and every take you did was so funny, um, very consistent. Um, was I fat? No. <laughs> that's the most important thing. It's the sketch is called Jason is not fat. I hope is by the end of it. No, but it, you know it's one an example for me where I was like forcing myself to um to kind of break out of these patterns and I don't know if people out there ever feel the same thing, but it was, you know, you, you got it was a really um I got, you know, like even though they're like, "Oh, yeah, you you're you know, helping out." And I was like the f- like I felt like the pleasure was all mine because everyone was doing me a favor. Not that it was my therapy or anything like that. It just turned out to be something where I was like, whoa, this is fun. And fortunately, like I said, like Steve was really great. All the pieces were there, and it was super fun. Yeah, I think the hardest part about making content, a lot of us out there want to make content, but then we have a ton of excuses to not make it. 
uh, whether it's uh, the people that we could collaborate with, we don't know if we'll work well together, or um, everyone wants to be paid and we don't have the resources to pay them. So I think it's always great when you find a group of people who are all enthusiastic about making something and willing to do it for free, which is very rare, but we all have the resources. Phones now are so advanced. Um, so it was nice to actually make something with a group of people. Yeah, I I, w I, I don't know. Yeah, it was just one of those things that I was like, everything worked. It doesn't always happen. And sometimes, you know, maybe you know something's a little bit off, but uh, it you know, just like you just make it work. You, you just make things work. Um, you know, I, I want to kind of go back to where do you come from? Did you, I thought you, did you say Massachusetts? No, so I'm actually a unicorn because I'm from Los Angeles. Oh <laughs> no! I know. We're, Wait, where's we're your rare. family from? They're also from Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, actually. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, no, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm very interested <laughs> in this because uh, my my wife, she's not from here, but she grew up. Uh, a, a lot of the time she spent was in L.A. So when I ask about what was L.A. like during this time? Like she has a lot of uh, like insight into that. Right. So you're you're from you're from L.A. I'm from L.A. Uh, didn't really make my way to Hollywood until after college, though. Um, I started acting when I was like 18 years old. I gave my parents an ultimatum. They could either help me or uh, exit my life. And they were like, OK, we'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> so so it was like you either help me become an actor or they can exit your life. <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like a pretty like. <laughs> they were not very supportive at the beginning because it's obviously a really tough career at the whim of everyone else. You, you walk into a room and you have ten people deciding your fate. So, um, they 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 were on board at the beginning because I was eighteen. I had. A they few didn't years seem to, to like that. They wanted. They didn't seem to have a choice. Were you living with them at the time? I was. Yeah. <laughs> so what so were you gonna do? Were you gonna just like? draw a line yeah, i think it was just being dramatic yeah. you know one of those teenage phases uh but they were on board and helped me by driving me to auditions because uh, i hate parking in hollywood and i ended up booking a big national commercial my third audition so my dad was like all right maybe this girl has some potential we'll see i'll let her keep going um so i'm really lucky i think having a support system makes it way easier here but i realized quickly that um, just auditioning for things and waiting for auditions is not the way to succeed. So that's how I got involved in the digital space. What What were you? Because you know, there's people that you know, especially you know, maybe if you live in Los Angeles, like, what did you want to do up until you were like, you know, right before you became 18? I always wanted to act. Uh, I was just doing it in high school productions and um, little sketches with my friends, but. Never anything professional until I turned 18, and my parents finally were like, okay, we'll support you. Um, not even financially support, just uh, being encouraging. Yeah. Not shaking their head like, you know, yeah, you know, you're this one's not going to make it. Right. So, but you, that was always your, um, that was always, you didn't have, you weren't, didn't have others, like you didn't want to be like a veterinarian or something. Like no. That. I always wanted to be an actor. I was uh, neurotic in high school about grades regardless, just so I had something to fall back on, but uh, actor was always a plan. And okay, so you uh, you booked your third. So you're probably thinking like, oh, this is how it is. Now, how did from there was it like? Were you booking stuff every three auditions? No, then it was up and down. I think a lot of people have this misconception that you're going to get an agent and then audition every day and then start booking things immediately. Um, I had three auditions very sporadically, and the third one I got lucky, booked it, and then. 
after that, it was up and down. I ended up booking a series that never came out, never shot. Um, and then I ended up getting a new agent who didn't send me out. So, uh, And then I ended up going to college and studying theater and taking a break from professional acting, as they say, and just trying to fine-tune my craft. Where'd you go to college? Chapman University. Yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of uh, um, my uh, – I make a lot of uh, movies with my uh, with my friends. We used to do a channel called to- – well, you know, his channel, Dan Michael, uh, Totally Sketch. Okay, cool. And his, uh, his now fiance, her name's um, Jana, who's really great, she went to Chapman, and she seems to like and, – and we just shot this uh, movie, and there was all these people from – I think they were from Chapman, like, working on it. So there's, like, a big Chapman – industry type thing out there like a mafia maybe (laughs) they're taking over their film school is great theater program you know debatable but uh, i got a lot out of the film school that's orange county orange county right yeah yeah and then uh so okay so you're in did you you graduate from college i did i'm very shocked that i did too because in high school i was straight a student and in college i realized quickly that uh, being a theater major doesn't mean being an actor and i wanted to figure out how to uh, market myself so that I could get in the door. So I thought maybe another way in would be to learn some production skills. Uh, So I started doing internships in L.A., which conflicted with my classes. And then I started getting more actively involved in the film school. And there was uh, an issue with doing film stuff and theater stuff at the same time. So my grades started slipping quite a bit. But um, I think doing the film internships really helped me understand how to act better than just being in an acting class because you start to realize all right you're having a close-up in this shot and where's the lighting gonna hit you how should i stand um so that's been you're kind of learning on you're like kind of learning on the fly almost right in a practical way exactly and the theater program wasn't as supportive of me doing that so i sort of let myself slide by college with mediocre grades and i think the head of my department was just as shocked as I was when I walked across the stage and got my diploma. And so did you have a plan like, okay, well, I graduated. I got – like I made that. Like, you know, uh, yeah. now what's next? Um, I didn't know what I was going to do after college. I sort of graduated, and I, I had a lot of social media experience through internships. So I interned at Conan, Warner Brothers, Relativity Media, doing a lot of, like, talent and social media work. So my plan was to – Did you ever do any th- – uh, how w- – how long did you work with Rel- Relativity? I so I still work with them on and off. Mm. They started a film school, and I, I spoke at one of those. Yeah. I, I, that, so that's I mean I've done a lot. I mean I know somebody who was there and uh, later you know, wor- you know worked in management. But, oh, uh, cool. Um, did you do you do you recall a web series uh, called Interns? Yes, with okay. Peter Gilroy. Yes, I'm in one of those. Okay, cool. That was uh, were you there then during that time? Yeah, so actually during that time is when I first started interning at Relativity and funny enough, the uh, Ryan Kavanaugh, who's the head of Relativity Media, his first assistant was a little worried that the series interns would be a reflection of how Relativity runs their office, but they ended up letting it go through and it's really funny so oh yeah we were like they were smart like peter and jacob maybe yeah we're like smashing things of course i played like you know a a corporate guy who was just like guys you got to get this done yeah then it it was on like the lexus video like right it was very interesting lexus the car and i was just (laughs) like why but i guess everyone needs a like a, a video platform yeah um i don't know if it was put out as much as i thought it would be i i 
ended up searching and saw it on the Lexus platform, but it's funny. Yeah, no, it was really good. And my uh, uh, my friend Michael Gallagher did done, you know YouTube videos for years. He I think he directed some of them or oh, all of cool. them. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's when I first started working there yeah. uh, as an intern, and then sort of after college, kept my connections. And that that at the same time as I was interning, they were just talking about doing a school. And I thought it sounded really cool. And having gone to a theater slash film school, I had a lot of issues with my college. And it was awesome to sort of be in those intro meetings about this new college to sort of give them my personal take on what I think should and should not be done in a college setting. And then they ended up hiring me to run Relativity School's social media platforms. Um, but I quickly realized I'm not a 9 to 5 person and ended up teaching social media courses instead. So what was your um, – because you are really savvy. I mean, Snapchat's like a huge platform for you. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about – we'll talk about that. We'll get into that. <laughs> uh, what? But, how, like, did you pick specific things or was it just social media in general? Um, it was I, – I used to joke around and say, like, I'm going to make a career out of social media, and then I – I thought it was so easy, and then I started doing these internships and realizing, oh, it's so strategic. There's so much work that goes into building a brand and um, taking on different characters online, and I thought my theater training sort of helped me take on these different characters. So um, really, it started off with just copywriting, um, taking on different brand and celebrity accounts um, like Ashley Tisdale or Dogswell, and figuring out how to portray them online so that no one knows they have someone writing for them. Exactly, yeah, because, you know, a lot of stuff is, you know, it's handled by somebody or, like, somewhat ghostwritten in a way. Right, and I think uh, social media now, too, plays into someone getting hired on for a second season on a TV show, so um, being on the business side of that sort of helped me learn how to then take it into my own hands once luck met opportunity for me. And so did you, are you still working with the school or is that? On occasion. So they sometimes have me come in and teach workshops or um, college classes to freshmen and sophomores on branding and uh, digital platforms and how to monetize things. And That's the question, right? How right, to monetize exactly. things. Exactly. That's always on my mind. <laughs> that's, on, that's on everybody's <laughs> mind. I think probably a lot of people just show, show up to the ones like, how do I monetize? And they're just sitting there going, okay, how? Yeah. Is like probably the big one. Uh, do you feel like, um, so, y- I mean, y- so you're like a, uh, an early adopter, you're, but you adopted it kind of like, were you like, this is important. Whereas like a lot of people in acting, like I've talked to people, uh, and they, you know, they're actors and you know, yeah, they'll have a Twitter and they'll yeah. have all, but they're just like, you know, well, my, my work should speak for itself and that, and it, and it should, but sometimes opportunities happen because you already have an audience and you're not starting from zero with them, right. right yeah I initially hated social media I was anti everything and I had a professor in college in a marketing class who said you need to create a Twitter or you're gonna fail my class so I did it and uh, I started losing roles to people who had bigger followings than me and I see them on TV and some of them didn't have theatrical training and that really upset me so I figured if you can't beat them join them so I started getting involved in social media. And at first, my posts, if you go back in my history, they're terrible. Um, but I think it all revolves around starting to figure out what your brand is. It's terrible to you, though, but you don't you, you don't know the perception of what somebody yeah, else thinks. Yeah, that's true. Thinks. So <laughs> as I think that, too, it's like you see that and you're like, somebody is looking at that not thinking, oh, this is when she was terrible. Yeah. They only know, it's like, oh, this is just you talking about this then. 
And I think that's like the perception of you is may or may not be different than your perception. Like you might put oh, out yeah. something and be like, you know what? Like it's a branded thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, you want to be authentic. But you know, there's been times, and I'm not saying you, <laughs> and I'm definitely not saying me, <laughs> that you put out something that's branded and you're not 100% enthusiastic about it. Right. But you do your best to, <laughs> to make it the most you it possibly can be while also uh, – kind of selling that thing right and that's the hard part because everyone knows it's branded and nobody wants to like i said earlier have something sold to them but that's the way we make money and keeping up the original content you got to have some branded support have you ever leveraged your social media for like in in the act like it's all acting world and anything in the acting world maybe not for like a branded you know thing Mm -hmm. for like you know what are the, what are the ones that say a lot like not that you do like you know those like flat tummy tea oh, that's yeah. always the big one. They reached out to me and I uh, me said too. no, and I was like, what <laughs> me? I just I was like I'm the op- I the before pictures maybe I can do or something like that. I was like, but they reach out to it. That just seems to be one that a lot of people do. Um, but have you ever uh, had your social media leveraged for you know an acting role, no matter you know where? Yeah, I think my manager has used that quite a bit to try and get me in the door for different things and it's it's been helpful I used to go audition for one-liners or one words and it's just an insane cattle call when there are like 50 people in the waiting room to say hey Um, but this past year I uh, got in the door for a really awesome guest star role on an ABC show that I probably wouldn't have gotten in the door for unless my manager had used my following to get me in the door and I didn't end up booking it but ended up getting far in the process and meeting with the creator of the show. and um, That's a lot farther than, I mean, with the majority of people get. Right, right. Even just getting an audition, I think, is a pat on the back nowadays because so many people are submitting for one role and they can only bring in a handful. So, uh, yeah, hopefully at some point they'll the stars will align. I think sometimes, though, it can also hurt me when, you know, it'll get me in the door and then I'll make it to a creator-producer session. They'll look online and... The first video that pops up is Girls Poop for the First Time, which is a parody BuzzFeed video. And when I am auditioning for a very serious role, it can be a double-edged sword. Yeah. If it was like for the fifth time, they might be like, okay, <laughs> well, it's the fifth time. It's not as bad as the first <laughs> exactly. time. Yeah. So you, you, I mean, you know, you pop up in a lot of BuzzFeed videos and if you're familiar, if you're wondering like, what's a BuzzFeed video, chances are, if you're out there and you're listening, you've seen one. Yeah. You can't avoid them because BuzzFeed's so good at saturating Facebook and YouTube and and so on with video. It's insane. They've mastered the Facebook algorithm. I actually unfollowed one of the Tasty pages because the food videos just make me eat constantly. And they're still just all over my Facebook newsfeed. And people think that it's owned by somebody else that isn't BuzzFeed. And they're like, hey, why are you stealing this video, Tasty? Exactly. Like you said, like SOML? Yeah, SOML is part of BuzzFeed. And BuzzFeed has so many different Facebook pages, and people think that they're just different pages that are stealing BuzzFeed's content when really it's BuzzFeed owns the page. I guess, you know, it's BuzzFeed is purposely making it seem like we're a separate thing because people might think it's like, oh, this is like BuzzFeed 3. Now well, I've already seen BuzzFeed 1, so right. why don't I need this page? Yeah. Very smart. Very smart. So what are some of the other BuzzFeed videos that you've been in? Uh, so, you know, you can choose whichever one you yeah, want to choose. Yeah, I'll tell you the the one that gave me a bit of a Snapchat following is I recorded my boyfriend sleep talking on Snapchat, and then we 
we did a video, Couples Tell Each Other a Secret, and I thought my boyfriend's secret was way worse than mine, but it seemed like the audience really loved the fact that I was recording him sleep-talking. But he didn't know you were recording him? He didn't know. Um, he's very anti-social media. Recently, he's been on board for Instagram, but... He well, never. Th- oh, thank you, Steve. <laughs> thank you, thank you for, for for blessing us with your presence on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> no, he he used to hate Snapchat, so he wasn't even on it. So I would just film. And he wouldn't. Know, that's why I was wondering. Like he didn't. He yeah, wasn't he aware. had no idea. So I would just record him sleep talking and send it to our friends, and they thought it was amazing. Um, cause it's hilarious watching him do the craziest things. He would even sit up in his sleep and like make a film camera thing with his hands and start talking really fast and incoherently so i was like i'm gonna keep that's both obnoxious and also scary exactly yeah (laughs) it was very weird and they so that was in the first video and then they did a follow-up video of just me and steve talking about that and having him watch himself sleep talking like a reaction right reaction video and um they included my snapchat name in that and my snapchat just blew up after that video and it's since taken a little bit of a nosedive um but i think the whole platform might be well, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, you maybe kind of mentioned, and, you know, it, it's yeah, – the thing is Snapchat, uh, I feel like, was an amazing idea. Um, what's interesting is my, my, my father, um, he doesn't Snapchat, but he, uh, you know, he, like, day trades in the stock market, and he, you know, owns a lot of Facebook, and he says – I asked him about stock and Snapchat, and he's like, Snapchat is – doesn't – isn't pivoting like the way Facebook does. Right. So it's so for, for even on like a business end for my father who's like pretty pretty out of touch, uh, not out of touch, <laughs> but he's out of touch with like you know, uh, like social media and the ins and outs of it. But he even knows like Snapchat like there's no there's not real growth and like you know Instagram and you know a, a, a bunch of other platforms is like well people are already coming to Instagram anyway. Nobody's like doing Snapchat or Instagram. So right. why don't we just have it? And then, you know, if you're verified, you can link out and it has all the features and it's like kind of a one-stop kind of shop for it. Mm-hmm. So you're, so are you just trying to, you're trying to push your people. Yeah. Over to Instagram. I've, which I'm, you probably should have been doing slowly. Yeah. Previous. And you probably, if you would have known like a year ago, whatever, six months ago, maybe not as aggressively, but maybe yeah. once in a while, you know. Oh yeah. I'm definitely trying to push them over there, especially because Vine died and any of these platforms could fall at any minute, but Instagram just stole Snapchat's platform, so uh, I think people are going to use Instagram more than Snapchat, especially because you can actually search for people on Instagram um, very easily, whereas Snapchat, it's uh, more of a process to find people. It's, it's not super intuitive, and I think what I remember about Snapchat, it was like, oh, you have Snapchat if you like kind of want to like send something and you want it to disappear, right. you know? It, it, but they changed that thing, too, where it was like, oh, you can save it and screen grab it and send it and yeah. stuff like that, so... The stigma it maybe had like a couple of years ago that it was like you know, I remember like telling you know my like my now wife and I was like oh yeah I think I'm gonna like do a Snapchat it goes she's like what why you know <laughs> she's not uh, jealous or accusatory but she's like Snapchat is just for that and I was just like no it's changed it's not just to be like freaky although I've gotten <laughs> I made the joke to you that I knew that I was becoming less popular because the amount of dick pics I was getting the penises were smaller <laughs> and they were more infrequent and I was like oh that's how I know that I'm not as relevant anymore. <laughs> well, I, I gotta imagine that, you know, you can't not get dick pics. Yeah, I get an influx. It used to be not at all. I don't know what's happened. The platform's definitely gotten more sexual, at least on my end. I get so many dick photos. It's <laughs> yeah. insane. 
I'll be in a public place. Opening, oh yeah, you like, just oh, can't. It's, it's and that's the only like the ones when you get like somebody just like hey, hope you're having a great day. That's when you're at home in the dark. But right. when you're out at like Starbucks, you're like, what's going on? Oh, hi, yeah. friend. Nope, it's a uh, maybe. That's a. I think it's a penis. I yeah. Don't know what's going on? Yeah, some of them not not so great. Yeah. Yeah, keep it in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there. No one. Anyone who's listening is not, he's probably not going to listen. People that are listening, they'll definitely keep it in their pants. Yeah. Um, So BuzzFeed for you, though, unfortunately, like we talked about, like, having one platform push to another, like, BuzzFeed, unfortunately, it's more kind of like brand awareness of your face, not so much like pushing, you know, being like, hey, check, you know, check out Jennifer on, you know, YouTube or or, or another Instagram. Right. Most people who you see on BuzzFeed work at BuzzFeed. It's very... Uh, insular. So if you're a filmmaker, you're also going to be on camera and you're going to produce a video too. Um, but I, I'm lucky. What happened with me is that I interned at Conan and one of my friends from Conan went to work at BuzzFeed. And my boyfriend was working at Relativity School at the time and he wasn't loving his job. So I encouraged him to quit so I could take his job. And then he, I connected him with my friend from Conan to try and uh, refer him for a position at BuzzFeed. Uh, So it all worked out because he ended up working at BuzzFeed. I took his old job, and then I reminded him very regularly that I helped him get in the door at BuzzFeed. It's like (laughs) I made you, and I can destroy you. (laughs) Yeah, but actually, uh, most of the videos I've been in have been with other producers, but it's it's cool to have these connections there so when I write something or have an idea, I can pitch it to someone, and they may or may not use it, but if they do use it, they'll put me in the video. So... Um, one another popular one I was in was tattoo prank video where I pranked my mom with a fake tattoo. Um, that was one that uh, my boyfriend and I just thought of over dinner. We we're like, that could just be so funny. Let's make my mom have a slight heart attack and yeah. make this video. Uh, what was the tattoo of? It was oh man, I don't even remember some weird flower on my lower back. Is a trans that, Yeah. So you because if you make it too crazy, like if you make it like you know whole, like a, like ten dragons, it's like all right, it's. it's like, your mom might be like, mm, I don't know if you really do that. But yeah. if you make it something that, like, it's possible that you'd be <laughs> stupid enough to do, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, a little more be- it's a little more believable. Yeah, her reaction was priceless. Especially, this didn't make the cut, but there was a portion where Steve, who was shooting it, pretended to stop the footage to put in a new card. And my mom was trying to keep it together because cameras were on her. And then the moment she thought that the cameras were off of her, she went off on me. She's like, this is why you're sick all the time. You know, you probably caught something from the needle. You got HIV. (laughs) Just freaked out. Um, It was priceless. And I think that video has millions of views now. So that's the thing about BuzzFeed is um, your face is seen a few times and then um, just get tons and tons of views on every single video. So um, since I've been in a handful, people just assume I work there now and um, I reap the benefit of having that platform, but also being able to work with other companies. Whereas if you work at BuzzFeed, I think it's a little more difficult to work outside. They keep everything pretty, like, pretty tight ship. Right, which I think is pretty standard for most businesses yeah. and online companies. But um, for me, it's been great. <laughs> so people will people, like, uh, notice you and be like, hey, you're the girl from my poop for the first time. <laughs> they, they won't point out that video, thank God. But yeah. they'll say, like, oh, hey, it's Jen from BuzzFeed. And I usually, I whenever I'm with a group of BuzzFeed people, it's a little weird because they all work there and I kind of don't. Um, but I'll just roll with it. Since, uh, you know, on a freelance basis, I'll get paid from them. So technically freelance, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, <laughs> speaking of your mom, I met your mom. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk <laughs> about how identity. I met uh, how I met your mom, and it's not weird uh, <laughs> at all. Well, it's not weird for me, um, or maybe well. It, so we we were both in a little film festival thing. Yeah. And it was at the Chinese Theater, Man's Chinese Theater, which is a, a pretty cool theater, right? And you know, if you've see Hollywood and Highland or people that you know the a touristy part of Hollywood like that's the that's the theater right so we were both in like a short I guess you call it like a short film yeah in short that. film festival and uh, so your mom was there yep okay so there's a couple of things happened that made things awkward <laughs> even for me even though it didn't directly involve me okay I'm gonna break this down first I'm gonna say we, there was a lot of uh, oh, most of the shorts were were uh I would say more on like dramatic side, just for the sake of like picking something a little more on the dramatic side. So the one, first it starts. So there was the the one before the one I was in, and I'll tell you the one I was in after I tell you what happens at the one after. And you know the story. <laughs> we were just talking about this last Saturday, yeah. uh, last uh, last Sunday. Um, the video ends with a quote from Martin Luther King. Right, that's how one ends. And I all I was thinking was, please don't let the one I'm in be next. Please let it. And then the next video opens on me getting a blowjob, <laughs> right? For a sketch called Bro Job that my buddy Ray Chow uh, 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 wrote and directed. And, and it, people seemed to like it. It turned out really good. It wasn't as like, it, it just looked a little bit graphic, but it really wasn't th that yeah, graphic. It was just hilarious. in the contrast of the Martin Luther King Jr. quote, um, yeah, <laughs> that was a little bit stark. And I think it was cool because, you know, was time for a little bit of levity yeah we needed it we needed just like a little thing and it went really really great and i was it's another thing that i got a little nervous on because i was like you know i don't even remember if i actually saw it after we did it. this was like the first time me seeing it and i was like and during that time i was also you know still very like kind of reclusive in that sense so i was like very anxious to just even be out and i was like all oh, i don't want to see something that like that i'm in that is just i'm not happy with myself in or i'm like or i'm ruining it for everybody else that's my own thing uh, so that was great. And then uh, uh, you were in one. You started one that – and I was wondering during the time because I, I, hadn't, I hadn't met Steve yet, and I was like, wait a minute. I, well, I, I met him uh, I think maybe before, but I was like, wait, did he, he – so he directed this. Yeah. And the um, – what was the short called? Covers. Covers. And it's, uh, you know, it's like a – Indie looks great, yeah. super cool. Like that's all the all the videos. I was like, they were you know, whether I was like into them or not. They all looked really great. I was really impressed by everyone yours. But you know, it involves some pretty intense subject matter. Yeah, it deals with rape culture. <laughs> yeah. So okay, and good. I mean, not good, but you know, good that things are being addressed. But I was like, first, I'm thinking, I was like, oh man, like you're kissing some other dude. <laughs> not that I have a like. You know, I mean, obviously, it's like Hollywood. I, it was that. And also, like, I know your mom was there. So that yeah. was the thing. And I was like, oh, my God, your mom's – and then your mom is there when oh, I'm also getting this, like, fake blowjob. <laughs> um, so it was just – because I think if my mother – oh, I'd be absolutely – because I don't curse in front of my mother. So I'm like that, you yeah. know? So I would be – even though my mom would probably be like, it's what it is. I don't – you know what I mean? Like, I'm a grown-ass woman. Like, I've – you know, I've yeah. been <laughs> – you know what I mean? I've been through it all or whatever. Um, but me, I'm just a very – 
kind of neurotic in that sense. So that was a pretty that was a pretty intense. Yeah, night. it's always awkward when my mom watches things. She's my biggest fan, like very supportive. But I try and hide things from her, and she finds out anyway. And um, that was a particular screening where she had already seen this short so many times, and we filmed it at her house as well. Um, but she insisted on coming. Somehow found out about it. Showed up. Um, loved it. Loved yours as well. But yeah, it's still awkward. <laughs> yeah. So that was a it's, that was a very very interesting night. Um, yeah. So I wanted uh, I wanted to ask about um, this. I want to talk about perception of people online. Mm-hmm. Um, because okay, I'm gonna so like for example, like I, I'm one who's I study uh, like. I look at people's online presences, and I'm just very curious to, you know, how it breaks down or, like, the differences. I'm just always naturally curious because I do that a lot for work. You know what I mean? I've kind of consulted or or whatever I've done in an analytical way or just kind of, like, a sociological study. So, like, I'll take your – I'll take your Instagram because Mm -hmm. I really don't look at – I mean, like, a Snapchat, I don't even really – I would just (laughs) post on there, and I don't look at people's Snapchat. When I've – now I have Instagram stories. Yeah. So now I have that, which I will look at. So – you do a very good job of having an interesting life in good time. <laughs> now, I, I I don't know what's going on behind the thing, behind the thing. I only know myself yeah. and maybe, you know, stories from other people. But you do a really – you always having a good, fun, interesting time. You're traveling. We were both – I mean, you posted a picture – from Sketch in London, which is a, a tea house, and right. which I was in a couple of weeks before. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we were kind of like uh, in the same place, maybe even within the same month. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, but then you're in, uh, you know, you're in Barcelona and you're at uh, FYF Festival. Yeah. So it oh, it's just seems like you're having, always having such like a charmed time, right? That's the hardest part, yeah. So what is like... And maybe I don't want you to. You can't speak for everybody, but just like some real talk, like mm-hmm. what's really going on? Well, obviously, some even if you're you, uh, you have to be having a good time some of the time. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? But what's really going on when we're kind of like the collective royal we, like putting ourselves out there? So I think everyone wants to relate to somebody, and a lot of the people who are on these social media platforms are in high school and studying for exams or in class and they're probably watching content on their phone or looking at content on their phone so uh, I think a lot of people like to project that they're having a great time so that whoever's in a classroom can live vicariously through this online presence so um, because of BuzzFeed giving me sort of this platform of being this fun bubbly sort of quirky girl I try and project that on my social media platforms when really like most of the time I'm just chilling my life is not as fun as it looks but I think it's part of the job to keep the content interesting so that an audience member wants to keep watching it so like on snapchat I try and do something exciting at least a couple times a week to just fill it out so whoever's sitting behind their desk on their phone is able to watch something exciting and um, feel that connection while being in a classroom yeah, so your your like your goal is to kind of obviously you want to put your everyone's putting their like kind of best face forward their best yeah. foot, foot forward because really if everyone kind of like I mean I guess that's maybe what Instagram stories or snap you know kind of you know kind of like at eh, quick I'm going to Target or something yeah. like that um, but the thing is is that you know sometimes one might put up a photo mm-hmm. and and at the time they're putting it up. 
they might not be feeling that feeling that they're putting up there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think when we look at it, we're like, right now, Jennifer Levinson is having a real <laughs> – her hair's flowing. She's hanging with her friends. She's hanging with Emily. <laughs> Shout out to Emily. I'm not, I, I see. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, and what's necessarily happening uh, at the – because when people yeah. are looking at it, they're looking at it in a, in a real time that they're looking at it. Right. What might be – like right now, if somebody's looking at you like at uh, FYF Fest, mm-hmm. that we recent pictures – but really, they don't know that you're sitting here with boring old me with the microphone, <laughs> uh, at, you know, at the time. Um, or maybe you're even doing something even l- less interesting than this. Hard to believe, but maybe you might be like, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll watch some like weird documentary on Netflix, <laughs> I guess, and eat like Doritos. Oh, yeah, that's my life. Yeah, I think it's experiential. Um, that's the sort of content that's really successful nowadays. People want to feel like they're with you or a part of something. Um, I know the people that I follow who look like they're having the best time and just really happy with life make me excited to see their content. So I try and uh, curate my content to make it look like I'm really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment, even though, you know, the, a lot of my day is spent watching really great weird documentaries on Netflix. Right. <laughs> or like, you know, like oh, I'm going driving to Santa Monica for an audition or, or right. whatever. You're like, you're really, you know, kind of, figuring it out. like we're all figuring it out right yeah and it's about posting too at a certain time of the day and um on a certain schedule um well especially i'm sure you know this on youtube if you're posting a series and you post one video on a monday at 3 p.m and then you wait a month to post the other one yeah, then your audience it's a losing it's, it's a losing game yeah so i i try and sort of brand myself especially after being known as the girl who snapped her boyfriend sleep talking i didn't want to be known that forever so um having sort of an instagram presence i've been trying to figure out how to curate my content to make it look like i'm more than just the girl who snapchats her boyfriend sleep talking and also going back to brand deals I know that I want to work with pizza companies and fashion companies. So a lot. I like of how that you started with pizza companies. Though. <laughs> I like. I, I can. Love I, pizza. I, yeah, of course. I mean, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, pizza and like Coke Zero. Yeah. I mean, come on. What else does <laughs> Two anybody really want? Two really great things for your body. Yeah. And I love to travel. So, yeah. sort of all those things I try and bring into my content, and they those are things that have also been addressed in BuzzFeed videos. So, it sort of flows together seamlessly. Um, I, there have been a lot of videos where me being a picky eater or. Uh, me talking about pizza on BuzzFeed, so people sort of know me as that person who is that way. You're the pizza girl? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, because <laughs> pizza's like a universal thing where, like, everybody, like, a pizza's like one of those things, but I think not a lot, I think people, it's like, they're very passive about it. Yeah. And you could possibly be a little more, uh, I don't know, just a little more aggressive with your pizza. Yeah. Pizza-based <laughs> stuff, if, that, if that's you, and, you know, just like, Chugging oh, those minute. Coke Zeros <laughs> until you get a kidney stone. Exactly. Just which like I've live. Done. Yeah, I mean, just live fast. Die. Yeah. I'm saying like, just like live. Fa- you know what I mean? That's not living really that fast. Yeah. You know, it's like a very like mediocre way to kind of go out. Yeah, but I, I mean, solid time. Yeah, but you're. But that's <laughs> see. Here's the thing: is you posting like bought another Coke Zero. Step number two to uh, <laughs> kidney stones. That's a real you, but maybe right. not as fun as kind of, you know, being in Barcelona on like a cool like brick wall or something like that. Right. And nobody thinks about how many times we spent taking that photo. and how Oh, that might be photo. Like you could have taken. Well, I mean, I don't know. You might perfect it in one. No. <laughs> but sometimes I'll even put in the caption because I, I think people know that I have sort of a sly uh, – 
cunning sense of humor. So sometimes in my caption, I'll say, this photo looks amazing. Thank God Emily spent 10 minutes taking this photo 100 times. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. Our phones are just filled with, like, just the with the, where your eyes are closed. Or yeah. <laughs> that's, I think there should be a thing where it's, like, once a week, you're like, I'm going to post a bad one. Yeah. Like, you get one, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, bad photo Friday or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I but I think still that. feel like your bad photos would still be, like, pretty cool, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That's everything. Yeah. So where can we, well, where, where can we find you on Instagram? We're talking about Instagram so much. JenHarts247. JenHarts247. Any, yeah. any meaning behind the 247? You know that? I just always put 247 because 24 hours Seven. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, that was been, <laughs> it's like a childhood one. I That yeah. just stuck around. It's not a great, well, I mean, it's a decent branding thing, but you know, probably Probably like, like, Jen Lebs would be like a like a slicker yeah. kind <laughs> I of. Yeah, should have gone that route. Jen Lebs is pretty good, huh? Yeah, but there's all maybe other ones out there. Yeah, a lot of Jen. But it's like it's like uh, Jen. We said Jen Jen Hart. Jen Hart's. Twenty four. I mean, that's a good like that paints a picture of like oh yeah this girl is like Sweet, cool, cool and like relatable <laughs> and, and you are. So what's next for you? What's next for me? I'm always trying to create more content. Um, even before working with BuzzFeed on things, uh, my boyfriend and I for fun would create content all the time so that's sort of on my mind just writing and trying to create stuff um it all started with a blumhouse film contest that we entered just for fun it was like a short horror 30 second thing for instagram and we ended up winning it and the prize was a four thousand dollar check to fly to la and go on a set and we were in la so we're like hey let's cash this and go to italy and after that we were like wait this is fun we should just keep creating cool content and um since then that's just what I've been working on, trying to create more content, and I have some cool brand deals coming up that will take me out of town. Um, so and, and you'll be documenting that on on, on Snapchat. And you're, what's and your, is your Snapchat the same? Same name, Jen Hart's. Okay, cool. So you keeping it keeping it consistent. Yeah, the only one that's different is YouTube, which I need to be more active on. That's uh, Never Everland. YouTube.com/slash Never Everland Shorts. Well, we look forward to seeing that maybe uh, grow poops for the first time. <laughs> uh, part two. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks.